Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are tales of some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. Unintentional action. Ms. P entered my clinic, already diagnosed with a peripheral neuropathy from an earlier encounter of one of my colleagues who moved on to another practice. She was a jovial woman, a former corrections officer, who'd retired in her mid-40s to stay at home with her partner's children given that her partner was an attorney and, as she noted, brought a lot more bacon home than she did. Her neuropathy had been well controlled, which was thought to be due to her diabetes, and she'd come in for her check due to a change in the dose of medication before my old partner had left. Although her neuropathy had improved, the patient noted to me that she was constantly tired and falling asleep much of the day, even when actively taking care of the kids. I just can't help myself. I just fall asleep even when I'm at the park or changing diapers. It's weird. We went through the standard aspects around sleep hygiene, and while the patient wasn't particularly bad with respect to issues of blue screens or napping or exercise, she was not getting a lot of sleep at night. The twins keep me up, she noted, referring to the six-month-old twins she was taking care of. They're a handful. One wakes the other up, and it's at least a half an hour to get them to sleep again. She shrugged, then noted, It's gotten better, though. When they were first born, it was constant. Now, at least, we can get a few hours a night here and there. When speaking specifically about the patient's sleepiness and asking if it was getting better from initially, the patient noted that, in fact, it was actually getting worse. For some reason, I'm just more tired than before she noted, and then with some irritation, I shouldn't be, but it's like I'm in zombie land. I tried to emphasize the sleep hygiene aspects, as well as trying to understand that being woken up once or twice a night could be quite debilitating, although hopefully this would improve as the twins got older. Yeah, said the patient somewhat wistfully, it should. We checked the patient's neuropathy medications and at the end of the visit noted that she should see me in a few months to ensure that she was continuing to respond and not to have any additional side effects to the medication. At the next visit, both Ms. P and her partner were in attendance. The twins were quietly sleeping in the baby carriage just outside the examination room, and we kept the clinic door open to crack so the parents could hear if anything was amiss with the two sleeping infants. Ms. P looked pretty awful, She looked like she hadn't slept at all, and quite haggard. Her partner, in contrast, was dressed in a neat business suit, hair pulled back in a tight bun, and she was quietly speaking with Ms. P as I entered into the room. After introductions, we started to speak about her neuropathy, and Ms. P's partner waited patiently until after the initial conversation, when we started to discuss the daytime sleepiness. Ms. P stopped and looked over to her partner, who began to speak. Doctor, I don't quite know how to say this, but I've come to the conclusion that Candace here, she's stealing medications. I raised an eyebrow and beckoned her to continue. Is it possible for people to sleepwalk and then take pills? She asked quizzically. Well, I noted, twirling my pen, there are complex movements associated with sleep. Everything from moving in bed to getting up and eating. It's all been reported. 
Miss P's partner nodded and continued. The girls are much better with sleep. They typically sleep through the night, or at least for six hours or so. We alternate getting up. But Candace is still dead tired. So I've been trying to get up if needed. But she's still really, really tired. I nodded, thinking about what was to come next. I pick up all the prescriptions for us, for the girls and us. The last two months, we've been running out of Ambien. You know, the sleeping drug. I nodded and then looked over at the patient's medication list. But Ms. P isn't on Ambien. It's not on her medication list, at least that I see, I noted. No, she's not. I'm on it. That's the problem. We're missing drug. I counted last month how many pills that were in the prescription. There were 30. As of today, there are five left. But I haven't taken any. I looked at both Ms. P and her partner, finally realizing what they were getting at. So you think Ms. P is getting up at night, going to the medicine cabinet, taking your ambient, and then going back to sleep? I asked somewhat incredulously. Well, yeah. I know it sounds weird, but I can't come up with anything else. Would that explain the tiredness, especially in the morning? I noted it could, and although I'd never heard of it before, I didn't think it was out of the realm of possibility, given other things I'd heard and validated in sleep studies. So we devised a plan to have the patient partner hide her pills and to be able to watch the patient over the next few weeks. If we couldn't come up with another explanation, we could do a sleep study to further assess the daytime sleepiness. About eight weeks later, the patient returned. She looked more refreshed and more rested, and with the twins who seemed more fussy than at the last appointment. I think I'm a sleepwalker, said the patient, almost apologetically. I've not been caught in doing it though, but since I don't know where the ambient is, I don't think I'm as tired as before. She noted that she and her spouse had started to alternate once again on who would get up if needed, but it was less frequent, even less than before. But she was definitely less tired than when I saw her last. I told the patient we could do a sleep study to assess this further, but the patient demurred. I think we probably know what's going on, and I feel better about my sleep, said the patient quietly. If it gets worse again, we can get one. But I never in my life would think I'd be the one to steal anything, never mind pills. You remember what I used to do for a living, right? What some things reveal about psychology, I'd never have predicted. At least we have a solution. I reiterated that we could look into this further, but that the solution they had found might be the most pragmatic one at this point. I agree, doctor. Never thought I'd be a drug abuser, even if it was unintentional. As she got up to leave, she smiled. There are worse things, I guess. I gotta keep away from those french fries. She laughed, smiled at her kids, and walked out of the clinic room. Thank you for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.